Simple Life Together, Episode 18, Evernote Simplified, Part 2, and Taking Back Your Time. Hi, and welcome back to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, Dan gave us a basic intro to Evernote, and I talked about my fitness journey and gave some tips if you're interested in getting started with the fitness program yourself. On today's show, Dan is going to cover part two of Evernote Simplified, and I'll be sharing some tips to help you take back your time to be more productive. First off, a big shout out to any first-time listeners out there. Yeah, we're so glad you joined us. Absolutely. And before we jump into today's topic, we wanted to share something with you. Usually we cover listener feedback towards the end of the show, but this comment kind of hit pretty hard and is pretty humbling. Yeah, it's from iTunes, and I shared it yesterday on the Edit and Forget It Facebook page, too. And it's from someone who goes by, I think it's pronounced Chels Law, who gave us a five-star review, and here it goes. They wrote, Life-changing. I found Simple Life Together by randomly searching for my first ever podcast, and it has been so inspiring on realizing what life is truly about. Just when we were getting wrapped up, In Keeping Up with the Joneses, Dan and Vanessa, along with their guests, have brought me back to reality and allowed me to rethink our life and future and alleviate a lot of stress I was putting on myself for no reason. I started reading The 4-Hour Workweek, which has been awe-inspiring and may give us the push we need to break the routine and live the life that we deserve. Thank you both so much. No, thank thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's comments like this on our show and iTunes that are incredibly humbling. Uh, We have the best listener community podcasters you could ever hope for. So thank you all so much. So anyway, we want to do that first. (laughs) But now, Dan, I guess you're covering Evernote Part 2, right? Yeah, but before I start, I I just wanted to remind you that although we don't try to push you to buy more stuff ever, because that's kind of not what we're about, if you do use Amazon.com like we do, You can help support a charity that we support called CharityWater.org simply by using our link. And that link is SimpleLifeTogether.com slash Amazon. Anything the show earns through that link or from our resources page goes to support Charity Water. And you can learn more about them at CharityWater.org. Okay, so I got a lot of stuff to cover and I want to respect your time. (laughs) Yep, so it's going to be fast. Fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. All right, so in episode 17, I covered all the basics of how to get information into Evernote and how to retrieve and use it. So basically, the ins and outs of Evernote, if you will. That was a pun. I came up with that one myself, the ins and outs. (laughs) Well, today I wanted to take you on a little um, kind of an audio windshield tour of, of the Evernote interface for the desktop version of Evernote. And I'm on a Mac, so if you're on a PC, the appearance may vary a little bit, but the functionalities are generally the same. Now, as much as I love Evernote, The interface isn't really going to win any beauty contests. I think we can all agree on that. But it does have a great personality. And and that's what really counts, right? But the recent recent update of Evernote does let you adjust Evernote to fit you. So in Evernote 5, you can design the layout that works best for you. So if it helps, as I'm going through this, pop open Evernote on your desktop or on your laptop as I go through this. Except, of course, if you're driving, that would be bad. And uh, sometimes an audio tour through something um, that's visual can be tough. So while I talk a little bit about what it looks like, what I'm really going to concentrate on is function. All right? Sound good? Yeah, that's good. All right. So we're going to start off with a dashboard tour. I'm going to describe the desktop interface of Evernote, kind of beginning at the top menu bar. In the menu bar, I'm going to work from left to right. So starting off on the left, you have the forward and back buttons, a menu with your account information, 
And then there's like two circular arrows that are the manual sync, um, where if you need to sync, you can click that and it'll sync. And it's also a sync indicator when it syncs on its own. Then we have the little satellite dish looking thing, and that's for notifications and for recent changes. So sometimes you'll see that um, grayed out, and sometimes it's, uh, I think it's like a blue color, and it might have a number on it for things that have been recently updated. In about the center of the top menu, we have the new note selection dropdown for adding new notes. And then finally, we have that ever-powerful search bar that we talked a oh, bit about. You and your search. You're yes, big on you search. that. <laughs> so, well, okay. So moving on the left side of what Evernote calls the, the left panel. So we're going to be on the left side of the panel, kind of working down. From top to bottom in the left panel, we have the shortcuts, recent notes, the notes view option, the notebooks view option, the tags view option, the atlas view option, and then the trunk option. So in shortcuts, well, what that lets you do is let you store some shortcuts that you can set yourself. So this is great for notes that you access on a regular basis, and you can set them as a, as a shortcut. And you can add a note to that shortcut bar simply by right-clicking on the note in the card view and just add it to shortcuts. Cool. So it's real simple. I've never done that. That's yeah, it's, cool. it's kind of a newer feature, but, um, but yeah, it's great to have them right there for notes that you access all the time. And it's not just for notes. You can also use that for um, for notebooks and anything. You can just drag it over. Yeah, because right now everything's alphabetized, so that would be nice if there's something that I do actually have. Yeah, so. like I go to our Simple Life Together fo- uh, joint folder all the time. Okay. Or cool. shared notebook, I should call it. I should use the right terminology. But it's a shared <laughs> notebook. But I can drag that over there so it's accessible to me anytime I need it. Next is the recent notes area. And this area automatically holds uh, links to your five most recent notes. And uh, so it's for very easy access. But again, it's temporary. It's the recent five that you've been working on. Now, the area you'll probably work in the most is the notes area down that left side of the page. You ask different options on how you view your notes. You can actually choose between four different views. The card view, the expanded card view, the snippet view, and the list view. So click around on those to see which view you like the best. My personal favorites are the card view and the snippet view. You have some options on how you view your notes. And so when you're in the notes area of uh, over on the left side of the page, make sure you just click on notes. And then depending on what view you're in, in the upper right-hand corner of like the next box over, the next block, whatever that is over from uh, the left panel, you'll see a little um, a grid. And you just click on that grid, and that's your view options. And in that, you can pick between the card view, expanded card view, snippet view, and list view. Now, that little grid shows up in different places depending on which view you're in. So just, again, play around with it and make yourself feel at home and figure out which one works the best for you. The notebooks area is the next one down on the left side, and this lists all your notebooks and your notebook stacks. You can stack your notebooks by similar subjects to make your notebooks easier to find and just plain old more visually simple on your desktop and in the mobile versions. To stack, you simply click and drag notebooks over on top of other notebooks. It's a lot like on an iDevice where you can uh, stack your apps as well. Works the same way. To make life easier, you may need to retitle whatever that parent notebook is to make sense with uh, the child notebooks stacked under them. So in our case, we have a notebook called Taxes. In the Taxes stack, we have Taxes 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2013. So uh, a good way to do that is just kind of rename that top notebook. You also have four options for notebooks. You can sort by owner, name of the notebook, by count, which is the number of notes within the notebook, 
And then you can also sort by updated, which has them listed in the order that they were last updated. And you can do that right at the top center of the page there. Uh, you'll have owner, name, count, and updated. The next major area on the left panel is the tags view. And tags can be sorted by name and note count. So you'll see as you click on them, if you're in the note count view and you switch back to name, they'll all shuffle back around in alphabetical order. And if you click by note count, they'll shuffle back around based on the number of notes that include that tag. All right, working on down, we have what's called the Atlas view. So in the Atlas view, you can see where your notes were made. You can click and zoom on these cards to view the exact location. So all the different places that your notes were made. Of course, you have to make sure that you have location services enabled on the device that you use to take that note. That's pretty cool. I remember you talked about that last time, part one, the Atlas view. I want to use that more. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, you know, and it's also great for vacations, too. So if you wanted to, you know, have a little vacation folder mm-hmm. and you take notes or photos with your mm-hmm. in the Evernote. Best dining app. spot, best sleeping yeah. spot, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's great. Campground, all that good stuff, whatever. That's cool. So then below the Atlas view in the left panel, you have a link to what's called the Evernote trunk. In the Evernote trunk, you can find lots of other Evernote product links, compatible apps, any hardware that's compatible with Evernote, the Evernote blog, and they have a list of how-tos. And honestly, there's just tons of other stuff in there as well. So you can just kind of click around in the Evernote trunk, and anything you click on will, um, will take you to an external website. And at the very bottom, there's another link for more from the Evernote trunk. So now you have a quick layout of the desktop and know that you can change how you see your information just by clicking around in different viewing options. Be sure to play around with your mobile device, too, to learn your way around the mobile version of Evernote. There's lots of different versions out there, and they're all specific to your device. So just play around with it. And you mean it, there's different Evernote app versions? Yeah the, yeah, the apps look a little bit different based on the functionality of each device. Okay. So it's one of those things where you, you really couldn't cover that for comprehensively. Sure. But you just play around. The functions, the important part with Evernote really is knowing what the functions do. Okay. And how you can use it yeah, better. Yeah, sure. So in order to do that, you have to know some good high-speed Evernote tips, right? Oh, I bet you're going to provide that for so us now. I'm going to provide some Evernote ad- advanced tips, all right? <laughs> So back in part one of Evernote Simplified in episode 17, I covered all the basics such as what is Evernote, why I like Evernote, uh, searching in Evernote, and then finally sharing. Well, here are some more advanced tips. The first thing I want to talk about is the web clipper. The web clipper is great for clipping things from websites that you visit. So just like back in the day when you took a pair of scissors and clipped things out of the newspaper and magazines and you put them into a notebook or a box... With Evernote, you can do the same thing, only it's digital, so you can collect a lot of that stuff. And it doesn't take up any more physical space in your life, right? <laughs> it's good. just stacked there in a notebook. So, <laughs> a uh, digital notebook. <laughs> a digital notebook, yeah. So with the Web Clipper, you can decide to save just a portion of the page, the whole page, uh, just a portion of your entire screen, or you can even just save the URL mm-hmm. to that website. It's really cool. And to download the Evernote Web Clipper, you simply go to the menu bar, Navigate to Evernote, and then Preferences, and then Clipping, and then download the Evernote Web Clipper. And I'll have all those directions in the show notes as oh, well. Oh, cool. I was just going to ask that. <laughs> yeah, all of this stuff. I know I'm covering a lot, and it's, it'll really help you to go back and kind of read the show notes on this one. The next thing I want to talk about is PDFs and notes. And over on the Edit and Forget It um, Challenge Facebook page, Robin was asking about PDFs in Evernote. And I like PDFs because they're, they're essentially a universal file type. You can read them on all modern devices. And you can view PDFs in notes either inline or as a file. 
And inline means, for instance, you drag a PDF such as a manual into a note. If you view it in line, you actually see all the pages of the manual as you scroll down. So it's like this full manual. It's kind of like reading an ebook. Oh, nice, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. However, you can choose to simply view that PDF as a file. So when you open your note, you just see it as an attachment, just like kind of like an, on an email, right? So to switch between these, all you have to do is right click in your on the PDF in your note and choose view as attachment or view in line. Yes, I like so that. So that's a real simple function. Now, you heard me kind of allude to emailing into Evernote last week. Well, you can forward emails directly into Evernote, and it will automatically create a new note based on the subject of your email. You can send it to the right notebook and even tag it automatically, too. It's crazy. After your subject line in your email, to designate the right notebook in the email subject line, after the subject, you type the little at symbol, the ampersand, uh-huh. followed by the name of an existing notebook. And to designate a tag, again, in the email subject line, after the subject and after the at notebook, you use the hash symbol, or a.k.a. the pound sign, Mm -hmm. followed by the name of of an existing tag. If sending emails to a recently created notebook or tagging with a recently created tag, remember, you want to sync your account first. So it goes to an existing notebook or tag. Mm, okay. All right. So you, you can sync on the desktop version, like I mentioned, with the round-shaped arrows, uh-huh. or on your mobile device, there's a sync function. So sync first before you start doing this, uh, if, if it's a brand new tag or a brand new notebook. So if you're adding both a notebook and tag information, be sure to include the notebook name first. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're not sure what your Evernote email address is, just go to the account info area of Evernote for Windows or Mac. Uh, so that's Evernote then account info, or to settings on the Evernote web version and the sync tab on Evernote for iPhone and iPad. Your Evernote email will be listed there. If you're on an Android device, go to settings and then account info to find your email. And what I do, this is just kind of a little tip, is I add Evernote email to my contacts list. So that way, when I go to yeah, forward it, mm-hmm. who am I forwarding it to? Evernote. And that pops right up. Pops right up when you do the search for right. that contact. And then I add the uh, at symbol and notebook after the subject line. I, you know what? Another thing that I do is mm-hmm. I, I take out the forward, the FWD that's defaulted on your email. Yes, uh-huh. I delete that. Then after the subject... I put the at and then the notebook, then the hashtag and the tag. Yeah, see, most of the time I just forward it to the Evernote and then later <coughs> on I sort it into the right notebook, yeah. but I should start using that because I know exactly what yeah. notebook it's going to. I should know that, yeah, it's either going to be taxes or get simplified or simple life together, whatever. Right. I should be able to do that, but that's cool. Yeah, and you could do that. This is just one way that if, it's, if it becomes a habit, then it just makes things a little bit easier. So it's kind of like the uh, touch it once rule with right. paper, right. Something, something like that. Call me out here? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're calling me out. Right. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't do that in front of all these people. Oh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Nah. Not so you. another tip that I'm going to move on here to save my own skin. <laughs> Don't forget about all the ways that you can get information into notes. All right. So play around and experiment with photos and voice notes and also develop habits to review and organize your notes. Yeah, that's cool. All right? mm-hmm. Next tip is. Don't go notebook crazy. The fewer <laughs> notebooks you have, the better off you'll be, in my opinion. I think you kind of covered that in the last. I, I did, so. you know. But I mean, that said, what works for you works. Right. But I go heavier on tags, and like I said before, and I'm going to foot stomp this now mm-hmm. and later because I believe in it. I rely heavily on keywords on in the key- titles, right? And then and then search for everything, right? And as I mentioned, stacking is a great way. To, to kind of tidy up things on all versions of Evernote. So stack those notebooks 
Um, and that works great. And don't forget about doing that mm-hmm. because you'll, you'll go back every once in a while and check your notebooks and realize, okay, well, those kind of logically belong together. So create a stack with it. One thing for, uh, for tagging, this is a good tip. Pick a way that you're going to tag, either singular or plural. I use plural. So like um, I'll, I'll mention in a minute my idea tag. I put, I, I put ideas as, my, as a tag. So ideas plural. Because, you know, for things like books or book, you can end up with duplicate tags. And, and then when you're sorting, when you're trying to find something, you don't find it because you only look in one, one version of the tag. Yeah. So as a rule, as an SOP, I, set, I call it... Yeah, you know, I do that with our account when you all say like rentals or right. like immunizations or bills or taxes. Right, I stick clients. with plural. Yes, that's smart. So another one is make a notebook for each person in your family and then add things to it that are tag rich or keyword rich. All right, so everybody has their own little notebook. So that's a nice way to kind of, you know, if you're if you're doing a gift list or something pertains to that person. Yeah, and different things from school, different schedules, right. whatever, you have it right there. Yep. Another one that actually I just mentioned was my ideas tag. And I use a tag for my ideas as opposed to a notebook because notebooks are subject related and you can have an idea about lots of different things. So I use ideas as a tag and then I can, you know, put it in the the notebook that it actually belongs in. So if I have an idea for Simple Life Together, I'll do my note in the SL, we have an SLT notebook that we share, but I'll tag it ideas. Okay. All right. And when I was talking about notebooks, one of the things that I kind of wanted to hit on is notebooks are by default arranged in alphabetical order on the Mm -hmm. sidebar. So if you want a notebook to appear at the top of the list, put punctuation before it. So let's say um, Mm -hmm. we use Simple Life Together, the SLT notebook all the time for for the podcast. So instead of calling my notebook SLT, I can use uh, an exclamation point or a period before it, and then it'll appear at the top A punctuation appears before alphabetical. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Another thing that we use um, that may help is a taxes notebook. I mentioned that in the stacking. We have uh, taxes, but we have one for each year. Yes. For saving receipts and so forth. In Gmail, any receipt I get in from Amazon or iTunes, by default, I have it automatically forward to that tax year's notebook. Oh, really? Yes. It's forwards a copy automatically to Evernote. So you set it up to go to this specific email, the Evernote, with a at notebook? Yeah, I did a filter in Gmail. Awesome. So everything that comes in from yeah. Amazon or iTunes, because those are always, and Dropbox, everything that comes in automatically. They oh, I didn't know that filters could actually forward stuff yes. to... Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't, okay, like email, yeah. forward email. But there's other ways to do that, too, that we will talk about in a few minutes. Okay, very cool. So another notebook I keep is a wish list notebook. So if I see something cool that I would like to explore more of or maybe get someday. Remember when you were a kid, you kept a little wish list? Sure, for but Christmas. we don't have it anymore because we don't want anything. I right? know, we don't want anything. Yes, we just want... <laughs> I, and so the only note I have in there is peace on earth. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, it's a very, very small notebook. Yeah. Yes. So, and I also keep a dream home notebook for planning the dream home at some point in time. That would make sense. I'll and like that, that one has probably the most notes oh, in it. Sure. Probably thousands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Put a lot in there. Well, we talked about scanning a little bit uh, back in part one in episode seventeen, and I talked about scanning with a scanner and also scanning with by taking pictures with your smartphone and emailing them in your Evernote account. But either way you do it, Evernote will OCR your picture. Remember that's optical character recognition. 
and it'll OCR premium account holders first, followed by the free users. And just a quick note here, with a premium account, Evernote will also let you search inside the text inside PDF files. Ooh, nice. So, you know, mm-hmm. where other programs, they don't OCR that. They just, it's just a, it's just like a picture. Yeah, you know? just an image. Of course, Evernote will do pictures and will do PDFs for premium users. I'll put a link in the show notes for a how-to on how to set up a scanner to scan directly into Evernote. And it's detailed for scan snap since that's what we use. And of course, on both sides of the house, right. here, that's what we recommend to our clients. But I'll talk more about how you can get your notes into or find information on how to get your notes into Evernote with your scanner in just a few minutes. So more about scanning. Okay, since we're talking about scanners, you know how faithful we are to ScanSnap. <laughs> and we've talked about our little ScanSnap scanner lots of times before. And you heard on episode six, yes, going right. paperless with Brooks Duncan, mm-hmm. we talked about it there. And the reason we love ScanSnap is that ScanSnap scanners were made with Evernote in mind. They're such an efficient scanner and you can scan directly into Evernote from the scanner. And we have an older model that we love and uh, yeah. our scans both sides of the paper at once. Mm-hmm. It deletes the blank pages in the file and it corrects the orientation. So if the back page is printed out head to foot, it automatically corrects mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. it's straight up. I like ours too because it's uh, we got the small version, so it's portable. Very portable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know what three by six in, or maybe maybe eight inch. Eight three, nine, yeah, nine. something like that. But it's real small. Yeah. And the other thing for travel, it powers by USB. You don't have to have yeah. a plug. So, I mean, it's a serious time saver. And, of course, it can handle full-size sheets of paper and the little receipts, too. And it does a pretty good job of that. Every once in a while that... You kind of have to feed it in. You have to feed gently. it in. And, mm-hmm. and, and even if it jams, it doesn't, it's not hard. The lid lifts right up, and it's, it's not oh. like a big scanner. Yeah, no, it's like a copier. one step. It's just a yeah. pinch and pull, and it's, it's good to go. Good to go. So ScanSnap scanners rock, and you can find a huge selection of them at simplelifetogether.com slash ScanSnap. If you don't have a ScanSnap yet, you probably will, <laughs> just Google scan from and then your scanner model to Evernote and you'll likely come up with a solution specific mm, for nice. your scanner. Nice. You think they have something on YouTube too, probably? I'm sure they do. You know, most things in the world are on YouTube. Like you said, so. that's the second most popular what, search engine? Search engine. Yeah, well, YouTube? Google owns them. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. Another tip is save time by using templates. Now, this so, is interesting to me. Yeah. So for recurring notes... What you can do is make a templates notebook. And so you make notes, um, you can have them templated however you want. When it comes time to use one of the templates, you just go into your templates notebook. You right-click on that desired note template. You select copy to notebook, and then you choose the notebook you'd like, and you're all set. You can even pre-do the tags and everything on that note. So let's say you have a service agreement. That, you're gonna, that you email out to people. And you already have it done in a note. And the only thing that really changes is their name or their address or their phone number or whatever. So you can have a, a note templated in there that has all the information. And then you just go in and you, and you copy that to a notebook. You update the template with the information you need to add. And then you email it out directly from Evernote. You copy to a notebook or a note? You copy it to a, you copy it to a note. It is a note. So you copy oh, okay. it to a notebook. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Another thing I want to talk about is keyword stuff again. 
And I said this the last episode, but I really want to highlight it here. Use those keyword-rich titles and you know, remember back to my note that included um, our son's shot records. Mm-hmm. I titled that shot records, immunizations, inoculations, along with our son's name. I also uh, tagged it medical as well. So there, any way I search, I'm going to find that. So start practicing with your notes doing keyword-rich titles. Another big tip. Saved searches save time. If you find yourself searching for the same type of notes all the time, use the saved search function. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, Jeez, I I'm know. So much I know. Here. Enter your search term in the search bar and do a search. And once your search results are returned, you go up to the menu bar in Evernote, select edit, and then find, and then there's an option that says save search. And then, and then next time you go to the search bar, it'll be in the search, uh, the save search area. Cool. Yeah. The next one is practice safe saving. Protect your sensitive information by encrypting your text inside of notes. Mm -hmm. And you can do this in Windows or on a Mac. And an Evernote desktop client uh, will let you select the text and then encrypt it. Encryption can be very useful for storing things like account numbers, passwords, or other sensitive information. All you have to do is highlight the portion of the text that you want to encrypt, right-click on it, and choose Encrypt Selected Text. Sounds great, right? Right. Yeah, but I do got to give you a warning on something. Evernote has no way of knowing what you used for a password, and they can't uh, help you recover your info if you forget mm-hmm. your password. So make absolutely sure <laughs> you use a password that you're going to remember. <laughs> now this okay. You don't want to make it so secure that nobody, including you, can ever access it. So if you're digging Evernote so far, you may want to check out some of Evernote's other products. You can check out other products in the Evernote family back there, like I was telling you, on the Evernote trunk. There's Evernote Hello... Now, that's a separate program, but it, also, it works directly with Evernote. It lets you save contacts by scanning business card, and it syncs with your contacts on your iOS mm-hmm. device. Mm-hmm. That's cool. There's Evernote Food, which is for remembering fantastic meals and events and for storing recipes. And honestly, I haven't used this app. And the latest buzz is that there may have been some major changes in the last update that left a few people disappointed. Hmm. Uh, previously, I heard it was great. So if you're interested in food and, and Evernote combined... You may want to check out Evernote Food for yourself and kind of be the judge on that one. And if you're an Evernote user and an iPad user, and you happen to be into flashcards, <laughs> there's, uh, there's this thing called Evernote Peak that lets you use your iPad to create flashcards just using the smart cover on your iPad. Actually, oh. I think they even have a virtual smart cover now. Oh, my so it goodness. lets you create little uh, flashcards. So I'll make sure I link to all of these in the show notes. Now, the last things I want to cover are some serious power user techniques. So if uh, you just, you know, ready to be an advanced user and give that a shot, but you're not like the Uber Evernote geek, then you may want to just fast forward right now because these ones here are (laughs) advanced power user techniques. I'm just going to fast forward. I'm just going to sit back and just Yeah, well, you catch up now, girl. (laughs) Come on. So automation. On the last show, I talked about getting information into your Evernote account automatically. Well, the first power user technique I'm going to discuss is linking your Evernote account to a service called ifthisthenthat.com, I-F-T-T-T.com. And If This Then That works like an intermediary app that lets you build recipes based on your needs. So for instance, if you're an Instagram user, you can use a recipe in If This Then That that runs automatically so that anytime you post to Instagram, it saves a copy of the photo in your Instagram notebook in Evernote automatically. Hmm. Or... Anytime you star an item in Google Reader, it saves to a notebook. Hmm. Or you can use Evernote like a journal by creating a new note every time you have uh, an event on your calendar. 
There really, I mean, there's literally tons of possibilities. Wow. So if you're interested, just kind of browse through the recipes that are already built for you on ifttt.com, ifthisthenthat.com. Another power user tip is quick response codes. This one's uber geeky, but <laughs> we touched on how we deal with, uh, with manuals and documentation for stuff a little bit in previous shows, but let me expound on it here. And I actually kind of posted this little video tutorial on the, on the Edit and Forget It uh, oh, Facebook yeah. page That's right. about a week or so That's ago. Right. So when we get something new, we typically download the manual from the manufacturer's website in PDF form and save that to a new note. And depending on the item... We may also print out a quick response or a QR code sticker to put that sticker on the item. That way, when we need information from the manual, we just scan the QR code with our smartphones and it instantly brings up the manual in Evernote. So, uh, for instance, one way that I talked with a client about using it was they forgot every time when they went to change the, they had a battery in their thermostat in their house, Uh and every time they went to change the battery, there are some functions that they had to go through that they forget, forgot how to do it every time. Uh-huh. So he said he'd be standing there holding, balancing his laptop in one hand and trying to figure out the back <laughs> of this thermostat with Jeez. the other. And so I said, well, why don't you just put all of that once into an Evernote note and then put a QR code sticker on the inside of your thermostat cover. So then scan that thermostat cover QR code with your smartphone. And then you're just holding your phone and going through the manual the and the process. Or an iPad, right. he's, he's like, my gosh, that's genius. And I'm like, well, <laughs> It's just a way to do it. I like it. So you can use the same technique for instructions or checklists, I'm maintenance right schedules. Now at, our, at our printer, we have a printer open here. It's yep. like a little flat that comes down. There's a sticker right there. So if there's any issues that we have with this printer, we can just scan the QR scan code. Scan the QR and, code and there you go. Very cool. Yeah. Well, what you do is though, you, you scan, you create that note in Evernote. Yep. It creates a URL, right? Each note has and its own unique URL or link, website And then code, you go yeah. to this QR creator And I app. create a QR code. Right, with this app that you have. Right. And, and then I print that QR code out with the... The Dymo? The Dymo label writer. That's awesome. And it's all in a video. And I show you how to do it step-by-step in the video, if you're interested, at simplelifetogether.com slash QR. Yeah, I could totally see. I've, I've been meaning to do some more with that stuff. I want to do it for my organizer tote and some inventory of some of the items in yeah. the garage. Yeah, it's, it's great for awesome. inventory on, you know, things like things that you boxes that you have in the attic that you know there's stuff in there, but you're not sure right. <laughs> what it is. But you can put an entire list on your smartphone. And if you ever have to update it, you just update it in Evernote. The QR code doesn't have to change. We need to do that for like our camping gear and everything uh, too. Absolutely. So, okay. Last power user tip. Oh boy. If Here you're, we go. If you're a fan of uh, David Allen's Getting Things Done... The GTD process. Mm -hmm. One popular Evernote power user technique is using a system called the secret weapon. (laughs) So if you you can use this process inside your Evernote account to follow your GTD principles. Essentially, it leads you through uh, setting up a system of folders that correspond with the GTD system. So if you're into GTD and want to tap into that and the power of Evernote, you can check out the secret weapon by going to our short link at simplelifetogether.com slash Evernote GTD, all one word. And you'll find everything you need to know to get started there. It's a free program and it's uh, just some folks who did it on a website. So some final thoughts. Okay, that's a lot of Evernote tips to absorb in one show, but there will be a ton of links in this week's show notes. So head over to simplelifetogether.com slash 018 if you missed anything at all. So I'll leave you with one final word. Evernote won't just start working for you. You have to develop the habit of using it. And it will take you a little while of playing around with it to master it, without a doubt. I mean, heck, I use it every single day, and Mm -hmm. I learn new things about it all the time. I learn new things as I was putting this together for today's show. 
So I'm sure you will too. You'll learn something every time you get into Evernote. And I'll be sure to come back along the way with some Evernote tips from time to time. And of course, I'll share all the cool stuff with you. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Because I mean, just doing, just saving notes, saving voice messages, just doing the basics is a huge time saver. Oh, yeah. It's just awesome to kind of collect all the information in one spot and then have access to that across your mobile all devices and stuff. Yep. So it's, so just even the basics is awesome. Taking us, you know, a few notches up <laughs> is, 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 will just take time, but it's cool. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So what you got, babe? Okay. Well, do you ever get overwhelmed with your to-do list and wonder how the heck am I going to get all this stuff done? Every day. And there's just not enough time <laughs> in the day to do it all, right? Right. It's like, you know, my number one enemy is time. <laughs> well, maybe not you, Dan, because I don't know, you have this kind of freaky way of getting things done without having checklists and stuff. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I guess it's just uh, luck most of the time. <laughs> Or maybe passing them all off to me? No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, you do a lot. No, you do a now lot. Now you're calling me out right here. <laughs> okay, let's move on, folks, before I get in trouble. <laughs> well, well, actually, you know, I do find myself asking this very question from time to time, and I've heard it countless times from my friends, colleagues, and clients. You know, and the truth of the matter is we are all busier than ever these days, and it can seem almost impossible to keep track of everything at home, at work, with the kids, with school, and on and on and on, right? Absolutely. You know, we all have 168 hours in the week and sometimes you just wonder where the heck they all go. I know, really. (laughs) Well, you know, though, it is possible to have a little more control of your to-do list and take back your time. You know, it just takes a little bit of effort and daily discipline, kind of like you said with Evernote, creating that habit and putting some other things into place. So because I've been discussing this topic a lot recently with some of my business clients, um, you know, I thought that I would share these tips with you as well and give you some ideas to maybe help you manage your to-do list, and your time. But before I go on, I have to say these are just kind of general tips of things for you to think about. There are tons of different apps, online programs, different ways of like getting things done and different ways to manage your time. Um, So I'm not going to address anything like that today, uh, except maybe just kind of briefly talk about Google Calendar and Google Tasks, because, you know, that kind of stuff really can be safe for another show. And I think, Dan, you're probably better to handle that stuff. <laughs> and we had enough tech stuff today, right? I mean, it was yeah, good information. Yeah, I everybody out. Yeah, I don't want to um, wear you guys out. So... So let's get on with it, okay? Here are some tips for you to reclaim your day and take back your time. You ready? I'm all set. Let's go. Okay. I'm still strapped in, so. (laughs) Well, first of all, you need to determine your goals and priorities in life. I've talked about this. We've talked about this. I'm sorry for foot stomping it again, but it's just so true. You just got to make sure that you know what your priorities in life are, okay? Because then you're better able to make decisions and focus on things. So yeah, really think about the things you have to do as opposed to things you think you have to Uh do. You know, a lot of our to-dos are not necessarily things we have to do. Oftentimes, the lines are blurred because we overcommit or feel obligated to do things that aren't really in line with our goals, and they actually rob us of our valuable time. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Okay, the second thing is get your daily to-dos under control. Uh Uh-huh, easier said than done, I know. (laughs) But really, we put way too much on our daily to-do list. So what I recommend is having no more than three to five things that you have to get done. You can maintain a master to-do list, but only pick three to five items that you are committed to getting done in that day. When you finish them and have time for something else, refer to the master list and tackle something else. This is just way more reasonable and, to me, personally more motivating than having this to-do list of 20 things on. Yeah, um, and then and then 17 of them you got to carry over to the next day. Yes. You always feel behind. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. So, Okay, so talking about the to-dos, you want to prioritize them. Now, you can either number your to-dos or just list them in order of importance tackling the number one or top priority first. So it doesn't matter how you do it. And just ask yourself, if there's only one thing I can get done today, what should it be? 
And there's your number one priority. And then just keep going off from there. I know it sounds basic, but really, sometimes you have to get down to basics to get things done, really. Now, personally, I have two master to-do lists, one for my personal uh, to-dos and one for my work and business to-dos, where I keep track of everything. So it's just a master list that has everything on it that I need to get done. I review these lists at least twice per day, usually at night and first thing in the morning. Now, at night, I decide what my top priorities are for the next day, and I write them down on a sticky note. Now, okay, I know I'm doing it twice, but <laughs> and I know it's already on my calendar. It's already on my, you know, if there's important tasks that are, I usually attach a calendar appointment to it, and I'll talk about it in a second, yeah, too. Yeah, but th- these are more reminders, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, honestly, it's just more therapeutic for me. And plus, I actually get to cross off the items, like physically cross it off. You're a big crossing off person. I know that. <laughs> it's my therapy. It's yeah. my reward. I don't you, know. You and our son, remember when he, we got him that uh, that glass uh, whiteboard yeah, in his uh-huh. room, and he put a bunch of stuff that he already did on there just to check it off? Okay. You, know, you do the same I thing. I do the same thing. Yep. I was just going to say, I do the same yep. thing. Sometimes I take my, my, my post-it note, my sticky note, and if I did something that really wasn't supposed to be on the list or I that I added to my to-dos for the day and I got something accomplished, I'll put it back on there because it feels so much better to say, <laughs> I got 10 things done. But seriously, yeah. stick to three or five. Yeah. If you get those done, you're in good shape. Vanessa, you get two stars. You get Thank so much you. done. Yogurt store. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Now, the fourth thing is determine when you are most productive and use that time to get things done. Now, for me, for years, I thought I was the most productive first thing in the morning. Wrong. Just because I had to get up first thing in the morning at dark thirty to go to PT doesn't mean I was productive. Okay, <laughs> that's physical training, not physical therapy. For, just, <laughs> that's just, right. for, for civilians, PT is when you go to. <laughs> I forget. I yeah, forget. It's a formation and you work out. Yep. Well, you know, I'm a morning person and I like to wake up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I like the idea of waking up yeah. early. <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> but usually I reserve that time for, I usually reserve it for working out and, you know, checking my emails, updating my calendar, and just kind of basically getting warmed up for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, but actually, I found that I'm really more productive between 10 and 3 p.m. Um, so this is time that I've reserved for getting more focused on my projects. And then that gives me a little bit more time to, in the afternoon, too, to take care of the things that, if I've already taken care of my priorities for the day, then I can focus on some other tasks. So, so try to figure out the time you are most focused and productive and reserve it to focus on your goals, your priorities, and important projects rather than menial tasks and errands. Yeah, good for you. I think that's a big thing is finding out when, you're, when your time is, when you're in the zone. Yeah, I, I learned that from several different books that I've read about just managing your time. And they just said, you know, you need to find out when you are the most productive and use that for the important things. Right. Okay, number five, don't procrastinate. Can we come back to this one? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Well, you know, procrastination, really, it kind of gets in the way of progress and causes undue stress in our lives, doesn't it? It does. Well, get yourself in the right mentality and force yourself to get things done. Now, I personally am a recovering procrastinator, and I still suffer from it sometimes, are you looking at me again? No, no, okay, no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and I actually did a post on this, kind of some ways that you can combat procrastination. I'll, you know, do a show, um, a link well, to the show notes. But really, um, I've decided that there's just, I have a lot of tips on how you can kind of overcome that. But if you can identify that you're a procrastinator and just try to work towards not procrastinating, because again, I cannot tell you how many times I you know, created undue stress in my life and even my family's life from procrastinating on different... Yep, that's the resistance. That's what uh, huh. that's what Stephen Pressfield calls it in his book, uh, The War of Art. Oh, I need to read that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. 
Okay, number six, don't overcommit. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Try not to sign yourself up for more than you can handle. Be realistic about the time you have for work, your family, and extracurricular activities. It's okay to say no, all right? Okay, number seven, batch your tasks. Try taking care of two or more things during the same time frame. Not to be confused with multitasking and trying to do more than one thing at a time. And again, I've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. So, for example, you know, you could scrub your tub just before or after you take a shower. I mean, you're in there. Let's just go ahead and wipe it down. All right. <laughs> you know, it sounds kind of silly. Or if you need to go upstairs, do a quick search around the first floor to gather things that need to go upstairs too. Or do two or more errands in the same trip or time frame, as opposed to taking separate trips for different tasks. Okay. Batching tasks. That's it. Yep. I learned that from you. Of course. I think I did it kind of naturally, though. But well, I think we all. I mean, you kind of have to, you know, with uh, sometimes in life, it's yeah. But you know, it's good to kind of reiterate some of these things and kind of get your focus. Yeah, on to them. really focus on them. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't go to the grocery store to get one thing, come home, put it away, go back and get another one. You yeah, batch the task. You yeah. get it all at once. So if you get in your mind now, you start to think about. It. So now, ever since you mentioned it. I really start to think about, okay, how can we batch tasks? I do this with my clients. Yeah. I do it at work with my own business stuff, whatever. So I'm not trying to be efficient. I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay, number eight, share tasks at work and home or delegate or outsource them, okay? Sometimes we just, there's things that need to get done, but maybe you do, you know, just kind of run out of time doing them. So you can ask spouses, children to help out with yard work, laundry and cooking um, and other chores around the house or even ask your coworkers to help you out at work. If, if there's something that you have a time crunch on and you're just kind of running out of time or it's just you're just overwhelmed by all the other tasks, maybe you can have someone else help you at work. Yeah. Or, you know, my favorite is when, you know, we outsourced house cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> For a short period of time. Yeah, it needed to get done. But right out of time, it just yeah. was just too much. So you basically outsource washing dishes to me. Well, and I, I mean, basically outsource sense. washing washing clothes to you. I mean, you yeah. seriously, you handle most of the laundry. I do. I handle most of the dishes. Yep, and we kind of split the cooking. I think. Yeah. Yep. There you yep. go. So needed help. Ooh, you heard a beep. I heard a beep. Yeah. ding. Angel gets its wings. <laughs> 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 okay. Another tip here is to uh, check mail. Only a couple of times a day. Don't get sucked into the internet. And again, I've talked about this again. You don't have to check your email every time you get something in your inbox or hear a ding on your phone like we just heard. (laughs) (laughs) And I just checked. (laughs) (laughs) You fail. Okay. No, it's hard to do this. I know. Um, It's really hard. But once you get in the habit, you'll be more productive. Believe me. If you can't get into the habit of checking email only once or twice a day, at the very least, try not to check it during those times that you set aside to do those really important tasks. Okay. Just, just tell yourself, okay, you can check it throughout the day. Stop checking your email right now. I see you. (laughs) Just kidding. Just, but if you're working on something really important, just tell yourself, I'm not going to check that. I get the most pushback on this suggestion. And honestly, it's the hardest for me to follow too. But if you're running a business, it's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, you, you really do have to find the the right balance for you. Yeah, but but there's going to be times, but you're wasting time in the end. Without I mean, a doubt. Yeah. So when when I talk about how I'm helping my business clients, it's usually not helping the business out, so to speak. It's helping that person in their own position, you know, right. get more focused. And I just tell them, maybe it's not every day, but maybe three times a week, you have a two-hour time block on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday where you are not distracted at all. Right. I mean, seriously. I, and I know, I get what you mean. You mean, it's really helpful to turn off alerts yeah. so you don't have this Pavlovian response every yeah. time you get a ding. 
But I mean, you may have to check it five times a day if your business calls for that and you have a response time. But those, but that's on your terms. You've planned into your schedule. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I know that you're right. It's going to be different for everybody. It's yeah. kind of subjective. But if you can try to kind of maybe filter those. A I agree. Bit easier, yeah, 100%. So. Okay. Which leads into the next tip, which is when you're working on that important task, turn off all distractions like the television, voicemail, email, text alerts, etc. Okay. It's really going to, it's really going to help out. And if you're working from home, I try to let my family know. Uh, maybe you can let your family members know, hey, I need to be focused for the next two hours. Can you handle everything? Right. You know, so. Okay. So another tip. Cut down on your television viewing. All right. The average amount of time we spend watching television is about 20 hours a week. That's a week, folks. Man, I That's- can't believe that. I mean, I know we used to, but. Yeah. I mean, we, we waste countless hours watching television that has nothing to do with achieving our goals and priorities. Maybe you can save it for, you know, relaxation time after you've already committed to getting your important task done first. Right. Because even just basic television has adopted that, um, that selly, consumeristic sales copy model, right? I know I'm kind of dragging that on. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. But, you know, the whole sales copy, when you're reading a sales page and it says, you know, it leads you to a point where you're like, you're buying into it and then mm-hmm. just take this next step. Well, it's the same thing. You know, how many times you're watching a show and it's and they give you, they, they leave it with a teaser oh, yeah. before the five or seven minutes of commercials oh, yeah. at the main part. For, the news yeah. is notorious for and that. And then, uh, yeah, exactly. So they, they kind of hook you. If you let them hook you, they hook you. Yeah. So that's extra time that you're wasting. Yep. You're right. Okay, so the the 12th tip here is use your electronic calendar to keep track of multiple schedules and send you appointment alerts either to your email or mobile phone. So my favorite is, of course, Google Calendar because we talk about it all the time. Um, That's just what I know. That's what I've been using, and I love it. So for every event um, you plug into your calendar, you can have the option of receiving an email notification, a text notification, or both. But just a word of caution, the um, SMS or text message will count against your a lot of minutes in, um, in your cell phone plan. So just FYI. Unless you have unlimited text, text minutes yeah. and stuff. Yep. So, but anywho, Google Calendar is also great because you can create multiple calendars and share them with friends, family, and coworkers. No more missed payments, meetings, or pediatric appointments for your kids, etc. All right. So <laughs> I use the heck out of SMS messages or text messages for my reminders. Yep. Because for each thing, I usually have a minimum of two reminders. What do you do? Email and then a text, or what do you mean? Typically, like say I have a doctor's appointment on Thursday morning at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I will typically set a text message for 12 hours prior, so I get it at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. And then I set it again in like twice the amount of time okay. it would normally yep. take me to get there. Sometimes I do the same thing as yep. well. You know, kind of that, hey, FYI, this is going on today. But I also have uh, it set up to where I get my daily calendar yep. into my inbox too. as well. So every yep. day I get that. Yeah, and it's I get like the day five o'clock in the yeah. morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. actually, that's it. That's right. It's first thing in the morning. Yeah. So. And, um, and just kind of to expound on this, I know you didn't mention it, but your post on Get Simplified for using multiple Google calendars is one of your most viewed posts. It and is. it's a few years old. Probably mm-hmm. need to update that. And maybe do a topic on, on the show here. Yeah, because it really is functional. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to a colleague of mine, and if we didn't have that, I mean, it, just, it would be so chaotic with phone calls, emails, messages, and all that stuff. But just for the fact that we can share a, a work calendar together, we know who's where and doing what job and, and who's busy with the different appointments, and it's yeah, beautiful. We I'm live by that Huge now. Google Calendar fan. Okay, the next tip is to develop routines and stick to them. 
I know. There I go again. The, routine. The routine lady. <laughs> I'm the routine lady. Are you, yeah. are you tired of hearing yeah. about it, folks? <laughs> but really, they can make a huge difference because every time I talk about routines, I get all this feedback about how it's really made a difference in their lives. And this really can for you, too. I believe in it. Just like Dan believes in Evernote. I believe yeah. in routines, all right? So it just really will help manage your time and ensure that you are ready for the day without being like totally stressed out because yeah. you know what to expect, what needs to get it done, at what time, and yada, yada. Cool? Agreed. Okay, so the next tip is to develop a backwards time schedule to make sure you complete a project or arrive on time to work or an appointment. So basically, you start with your completion time in mind and then backwards plan to ensure you meet your timeline. So be sure to be realistic about how long the preceding tasks actually take, though. Um, I did this recently with a client uh, relocation job. I outlined all the major tasks that had to get done. I determined the lengths of time for each task. And then I plugged them into the calendar, just kind of backwards plan from there. And so it worked out beautifully. I lived by that calendar and that backwards time schedule. Yeah, that is, that is one of the best habits to cultivate, I think. Yeah, just even just simple as how do I get my daughter to work, you know, or to how do I get my daughter to school? You just backward, you know, she needs to be at school at this time. How long does it take me to drive? How long does it take us to really get everything ready and her loaded into the car? Because <laughs> right. it doesn't take five minutes. <laughs> you know, how long does it take us to get dressed? All that, everything, and boom. It works like magic one on time. It's like magic. Usually. <laughs> okay. So the, the next tip is to hold yourself accountable with important tasks by giving them a suspense state. So even for tasks like, you know, setting up a dental appointment or getting an oil change or ordering gifts, those, those tasks seem to just kind of be like on your general to-do list. But eventually you're going to need to get that stuff done. So why not just, instead of putting it off, why not plug in a date on your calendar to Plan get for that? The time. Yeah, just make the time. Force yourself, because somehow when you put it on a calendar, you are more likely to hold yourself accountable for that as opposed to if it's just on that general master to-do list. So like I said, when you're checking your list, you know, in the morning or at night, and um, or as different tasks come in, try to look at some time on your calendar that you have open and dedicate yourself to getting that thing done. Right. Okay, I have two more tips for you. Um, be prepared for making phone calls. This sounds so silly, but you know what? Before picking up your phone, make a list of things you need to talk about and questions you need to ask. That way, you won't waste time calling someone back because you forgot to ask an important question or tell them something very important. I even do this when I talk to my relatives. If I have a lot of things to tell them, if I have a lot to catch up on, I just make a list of topics, just bullets, you know, just real quick bullet statements, boom, 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 and get it all done. Then I feel good. You should do it in checklists so you can check them off as you talk about it, and then you get twice the satisfaction. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I would. Yeah. Can I do a template, too, and never know? Sure. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Absolutely. You sure could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last tip is to reward yourself. Stay focused on your priorities. Get your important tasks done. Then treat yourself to some fun stuff. My treat is I get to work out after I get all my important stuff done. I know I'm a freak that way. That's but my that's punishment. My, <laughs> that's your punishment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, seriously, I think it's extremely gratifying not only when you complete your daily to-dos, but then get to chill and do something fun or relaxing. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. That just kind of goes with the whole thing. So stay disciplined and then reward yourself. So I challenge you to adopt one, two, or several of these ways to manage and take back your time. You know, of course, it's going to take time and effort and some discipline, but by focusing on your priorities and limiting distractions, you'll soon find that you will be living a more productive and balanced life. These are all great habits to, to learn. Yeah. So it's not super technical or anything. It's just general ideas, things that you can do, um, you know. But I'm interested if anyone out there has their own tips for being productive. Um, like, for instance, actually something else for me is I actually, when I really want to get focused, because um, we work from home, I actually will shower and get dressed as if I'm going to the office, like another office away, like corporate world or whatever. 
I just feel like that gets me in the mode. Like I'm not lounging around too much in my pajamas because sometimes I do do that. Dan does that a lot. I put okay. on my best, my best fleece pants. <laughs> I do and fleece shirt. But for... see, we work differently. But see, for me, it's like I get in this total, like almost professional mindset. Like, okay, I'm here to do business, not just kind of let stuff come at me. That's just how it works for me. But I'm interested to hear anything that you guys, that any of the listeners out there, might have. If you got some tips, please share them with us. We'd love to hear. That sounds great. I bet you we'll be flooded with tips. Oh, I bet. We should compile them all together for people to. Actually, if they're in the comments section of the of the blog sure, post, yeah. then they're already done. There you go. So, well, just a reminder that the Edit and Forget a Challenge is going strong. We have well over 100 members now, and a little more than half of that are on the Facebook that page, amazing. too. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's never too late to join the challenge. It's going on all year, so head on over to the SimpleLifeTogether.com website and sign up. All righty, so let's move on to the thing segment. All so, right, what you got? Well, in keeping with my Evernote theme, I wanted to mention the security breach that Evernote had this past week. So if you hadn't heard, someone tried to hack into Evernote servers and Evernote employees identified, and this is in quotes, identified and blocked what the company said was a coordinated attempt to break into secure parts of the service. Evernote said the person or people responsible for the intrusion gained access to Evernote usernames, email addresses associated with accounts, and encrypted passwords. But like banks or online stores or any other successful online entity, Evernote is you know, susceptible to all sorts of breach attempts too. And that said, it sounds so, you know, bad saying it right now, but that said, Evernote was lauded by many of the information security experts out there. And I'll link to an article in informationweek.com from their security department that covers everything that Evernote did right and, and some areas where it needs improvement. And best of all, Evernote has pushed up its effort for two-part security. That's kind of techie stuff, but it's good news for all of us Evernote users. Oh, so that was—I mean—they just had a really incredible response to that and advice, and just kind of—they shut everybody. uh, Everybody with an account had to uh, redo their passwords. So that's awesome. They were—that's one of the things that they. Yeah, like I couldn't get into my account because I had to reset their. Yep. Yep. They they were given a big thumbs up. Just kind of blocked down everything. They're like, "All right, we're not playing." Yeah, they didn't try to hide it. They didn't. They just boom. They acted, and and so there's a lot of good feedback. Yeah, a lot of times companies. Spend too much time in reaction mode, waiting, deciding. Yeah. They're not perfect, but they're in that in the OODA loop. They spend way too much time in the decision in the decision making process. Not acting, you go. You're so. quoting me now, girl. I did. That's you're right. Proud. Look at you. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. So my thing is, um, it's really just about this experience I had with a client that I just recently worked with, and she just kind of said something or was talking about something that just kind of stuck with me. And basically, she decided to move from a high end luxury condo to a less than high end uh, apartment. You know, the condo was beautiful, luxurious, and it was in a great location and had tons of amenities, um, but it really lacked something important to her, and that was connection. She's much more connected to c- the community and friends in her less than luxurious apartment um, than she ever was in the high-end condo. And it just made me think that, you know, it's easy to buy into the idea that living a life of luxury will make your life so much better, but oftentimes it's not the case. Yeah. So, so anyway, that was my thing. Something simple, but it was just kind of, it was kind of neat to kind of, because, you know, Dan and I kind of talk about this stuff a lot and we kind of question, you know, this, trying to have all this really cool high-end stuff, but really in the long run, it's not what matters. Right. So it was cool. Good stuff. Okay. So let's talk about some feedback, Dan. All right. So you you guys have been great about leaving iTunes ratings and reviews and we hope that you keep it up. And this week we have reviews from a few other folks and we'll start off with Milby. And Milby writes, I love your show, and I'm so excited when the next podcast is ready. I learn so much each podcast and feel like I'm hanging out with two cool friends (laughs) who want to help me be the best that I can be, all while laughing and learning. Your podcasts are by far the best I have listened to, and I tell everyone they have to listen. 
all have given me feedback how much they love it. Well, that's oh, awesome. That's Thank so you, cool. Milby. Thanks, Milby. That's, that's cool. awesome. <laughs> and uh, Fiala05 wrote, two podcast shows in one. Vanessa and Dan are great. Vanessa talks about organizing while Dan talks about technology. Put them together and you have a show that makes you laugh, learn, and love. I could go on while you should listen to them, but listen to one podcast and you will be hooked. <laughs> We're like the Reese cup of podcasts, you know? <laughs> You know, the you're the peanut marriage. butter and I'm the chocolate, right? So, so I love it. Now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this one. It's W-A-A-G-H-T. It looks like Watt. Uh, hopefully, that's the right way. So, Watt wrote, great podcast. I love this podcast. It's on topic, informative, and helpful, but it's also a breath of fresh air. This is one of the only podcasts I would recommend to anyone. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Aw, thank, thank you. you very much. <laughs> and Lisa J wrote, I absolutely love using Evernote daily and at times hourly. <laughs> You're like, Dan, um, I'm learning all about all of the features. I have pages and pages of notes for different applications at work, and I now have them stored in Evernote. Easy and accessible. Thanks for the information and your added humor. I enjoy the podcast. You both have great content and useful information. Well, thank you all so much. That that's is, great that's stuff. That's great feedback. Okay, so we're going to wrap up for today. That's it for episode 18 of Simple Life Together. Today, Dan shared part two of Evernote Simplified with us, and I talked about time-saving productivity tips. And my thing was how I was impressed with how Evernote handled that security breach. Even though some mistakes were made, I think they handled it really well. And Vanessa's thing was something that was kind of reinforced by one of her clients recently, and that is that money can't buy happiness. Yeah, that's really cool. Don't forget to sign up to receive the Simple Life Guide to Building Your Website if you're looking to start a lifestyle business. And think about whether the Edit and Forget It Challenge to Eliminate 2013 Things from Your Life in 2013 is for you. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast directories. Thanks again to all those who left such great feedback, ratings, and reviews. If you get some value from the show and want to show us some loving, go to simplelifetogether.com slash iTunes, write a couple of lines, and hit a couple of stars, and that's it. You can hit a lot of stars if you want. <laughs> okay, hit a lot of stars, yeah. <laughs> okay, and remember, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 018. Connect with us on Twitter. I'm at Get Simplified, and Dan is at Daniel Hayes. We have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles on the website. So stay in touch with us. We'd love to get your emails, your notes, and your voicemails. So be sure to leave comments below the show notes or a voicemail on the site. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. 